What's up, guys? Welcome back to another podcast of In the Clouds with Andy Moontown. Today, I am solo dolo. Uh, I guess I'm just going to tell the little backstory of Andy Moontown uh, because, you know, there might be people who just listen to this podcast just because they like the podcast, but they have no idea who I am and what I do. Uh, and I guess I'm just selfish enough today to just be like, you know what? Let's tell them about me uh, because I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But... Um, I guess it starts off when I was a young kid, uh, apparently my dad used to drive around listening to heavy ass Mexican music, like just loud ass Mexican music. And uh, apparently I would fall asleep to that as a young and, you know, in the back seat, like super loud, like didn't even like shout out to my dad, even though that's very, very irresponsible to do with your child in the back seat with some big ass speakers as if you won't damage his hearing, which I kind of did have hearing problems in like high school I couldn't hear the teacher as well but you know uh, it doesn't even matter because I guess I listen to a lot of loud ass music in general but anyway yeah I guess that's how it started off my influence to music uh I started I guess playing with my mom's pots and pans and shit whenever I was uh very young I guess like one or two three you know some shit like that uh, I even, my grandma even got me a drum set, a little baby drum set, uh, when I was a little boy, I don't know, maybe four or five, but, uh, I've always been really interested with music, music is just a universal thing, as I think everybody is connected with music, if you don't like music, I, I personally believe that you're just a psychopath, and you need to seek therapy, and, you know, probably just go see somebody professionally, because, uh, I mean, music is amazing, man, it's, uh, good vibrations spreading all over and hitting your body in a certain way and it makes you move either your head you know in a bobbing way you know whatever why the fuck am i going into uh, whatever anyway um yeah i uh okay so me growing up i'm just literally coming up with questions and answering them myself in my head type shit just just me going off like whatever let's just let's just let's just say shit you know, it's just, just me talking to me, which is kind of hard. I'd much rather be talking to somebody. But uh, I guess I grew up, where I grew up was in Duncanville, Duncanville, Texas. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Duncanville. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Sleazy E's, you know, uh, Wasty Monroe, Garrett Grex, Mr. Ezra, Ezreal. Oh, my bad, I just had the burp. Uh, but yeah, man, a lot of. Really talented people came out of Duncanville, and uh, that's where I grew up. That's where I grew up, and um, I'm proud to say I'm from there. Uh, a lot of influence musically came from there. Uh, we grew up kind of, you know, we weren't rich, but we weren't poor. You know, I wasn't like a spoiled little kid, but I also wasn't you know, really poor either. I wasn't like, you know, I didn't grow up not being able to eat food or, you know, I don't have this crazy story, you know, like a lot of famous people, a lot of, a lot of people in general, you know, my heart goes out to them actually, because a lot of people grow up very unfortunate, you know, a lot of crazy shit happening, you know, traumatic experiences, uh, death and a lot of shit like drug addictions, stuff like that. Like, I'm very happy to say that I didn't grow up, uh, with my parents uh, being drug addicts or, you know, just flat out shitty parents. Like I had really good parents growing up. I've had their support always. And I really appreciate that. Honestly, that like, 
that's something that I'm not ashamed of. You know how some people are always like, well, well, you can't, you know, it's almost like a pity party, like, out here. Like, everybody wants to have gone through worse. Like, it almost seems like even, these, like, these spoiled-ass little kids, uh, when you know, when I moved to Mansfield over here, I ran into a lot of fucking, you know, spoiled-ass little brats that, you know, their parents gave them everything in life, and they just... You know, they, I don't know, they, they think that, they, like, for some reason they, they act like they came from nothing or some shit, and it's just like, uh, I don't know, it's just very weird to me when it, it, when it's like that, when people just want to, like, oh, I, I went through worse, no, I went through worse, I went through worse, like, bro, it doesn't fucking matter, like, it's okay to say, my parents loved me, and I was nurtured right <laughs> growing up, and, uh, you know, everybody has their struggles, you know, I have a, I had a, a lot of struggles personally with myself uh, that I, you know, I, I overcame. I, you know, a lot of people look at me now and like, Andy Moontown, such a nice guy, such a friendly guy, such a, you know, but I wasn't always a friendly guy. You know, I was, you know, when I was younger, I guess in middle school, high school era, not, not even that long ago, I, like my ego was so big, like just, just a big ass ego, very prideful person. You know, I had toxic ass relationships. I had, you know, nowhere near perfect. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess growing up in Duncanville gave me like a kind of both worlds. Like I'm not poor. I'm not rich. Like I'm just like right in the middle, right in the middle class, bro. Very, you know, modern people, you know, nice it's just it's just vibes. It was vibes growing up. Honestly, I have I had friends of all cultures. You know, I had a lot of black friends, a lot of Mexican friends, a lot of white friends, a lot of every every kind of culture. I even had Chinese friends and you know Asian of Asian culture and you know it was always great. And uh, people, I don't know, hold on to the past a lot. Get heartbroken in middle school, in high school, and they don't they don't know how to cope with it. They don't want to talk to anybody. Open up. Uh, so, you know, as you get older, I feel like uh, the more close-minded you get, the more, you know, life beats you up, the more, I guess, used to it you get and more programmed you get. And it's just, it's sad to see because I've always been the type of person who wanted to, I don't know, just express myself as much as I could. You know, I was always a class clown, uh, shit like that, always rapping and shit, freestyling and having fun with all my friends, you know. When I was in middle school, we used to stay uh, after, you know, I used to be in band in middle school. I used to play the trombone. And me and my friends used to stay after school every day, every single day. And if you knew, if you know where I went to middle school, if you went there as well, it's called Reed Middle School in Duncanville, Texas. It's off of what? Wheatland and it's like Wheatland in Maine, somewhere over there. Somewhere in that area. I don't know the exact street, but uh, somewhere in that area. There used to be a Minyards. I don't know if y'all know what the fuck a Minyards is. A Minyards, a Minyards, I don't know how they pronounce it. Minyard, I think. But that was an old-ass store. Every day after fucking middle school, we would go to this Minyards, and we'd, like, buy chips and, you know, donuts and just shit. Arizona's. Uh, if you don't know what Arizona is, you're, you've been living under a rock. You need to get out of there. You need to come explore, you know, and listen to some Andy Boontown. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I really, I really enjoyed middle school time. Like middle school time, I feel like was my prime. A lot of people will say, oh, like high school was my prime. Like I think middle school was just like my great fucking time. Like even though I had the worst swag of all time, you know, even though I was, I had no girlfriends, even though I couldn't spit no game. I like, even though I didn't do any of this shit, I really enjoyed middle school. Middle school was the great, great, great time for me. But uh, yeah, I mean, people are always ask me who are my top influence influences, and I I can't say I really can't say off the top of my head. Like I can maybe like list some people that you know maybe people would be like, oh okay yeah, but like I wouldn't say they are my main influences. My main influences, uh, I would say for sure. The Beatles are right there. I love the Beatles so much. Like, I love their tunes. They're so happy. When I was psychedelically infused in my mind with some LSD and mushrooms, uh, the Beatles helped me a lot, honestly. They really helped me through the bad trips. And, you know, like, they, that, like, the Beatles have this really great sound. And, 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 like, I don't know. For me, it's just like top five ever top five just creative people um you know i love michael jackson i love uh who else i love drake drake does his shit i mean hate the man or love him i don't know if you guys love or hate drake but i think everybody more so likes drake drake is awesome kanye west kanye west is like i would like i wouldn't even say his music is the biggest influence for me but it's just him as an outgoing, outspoken person that gets, like, influences me the most, that, like, he doesn't give a fuck, he doesn't care about looking crazy, he doesn't care about any of these things, he just wants to spread the truth, and, uh, I guess that's what I'm doing, I don't give a fuck, I'm not gonna stay quiet, I'm not gonna shut the fuck up about anything, I'm just gonna keep spreading the truth, keep spreading the love, and, you know what, like, hate me for it if you want to, but love, love is power, Love is power. Love overpowers darkness and negativity. I believe that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I wish everybody abundance and prosperity. Like, I I don't ever wish anybody wrong. I literally want to see everybody win. I, I, you know, like I can't help everybody, you know, all at once, even though I want to. I want to be able to like help everybody I can in my path and be able to bless them in any way that I could but it the fact of the matter is I have to keep going up for like my future family for my you know all I could do is basically just give free game along the way and I don't mind doing that I don't like anything I learn anything I you know I don't mind putting homies on you know I want everybody to you know live a good life and happiness and peace and do what they love to do and express themselves like that is my biggest like want for everybody i wish y'all would just live the way you want to live like because life is too short you know you don't know you really don't know what happens after here you know and and until you get really close to losing all of this you you, you open your mind a little bit you know you like a lot of times people stay close-minded for the fact that they don't really know what it's like to almost lose their life or you know something like that where it's like, damn, uh, like I just damn near died. 
<laughs> let me go live my life like Anderson Pock said what doesn't kill me is motivation but anyway like yeah like I really just I don't know I want the best for everybody for sure I want everybody to have faith you know be faith driven and, and really pray every morning and thank God because you know you can't be you can't say that you are your own creator I know you can't say that you can't say that uh so yeah I mean what, what am I else? What else am I going to get into? Um, okay, so I guess Boss Man Banks. Birth of Boss Man Banks. Uh, I would say around middle school, late middle school, early high school. Matter of fact, I would say freshman year or sophomore year of high school. I came up with the name Boss Banks. Uh, I saw it in some textbook. I saw the words together right next to each other, boss and banks, or two or three words separated, and I was like, oh, that looks cool, you know, but, you know, it really wasn't, but whatever, I mean, I, I liked it at the time, and I was like, boss banks, like the boss banks, the boss man banks, and, okay, that's how I came up with boss man banks, boss man banks, so, uh, I, that was like my rap, my rap shit, my, you know, my rap character, um, I really... I learned a lot, really, going through this character, uh, but it definitely was my dark side. It was my pride side, my ego, this superstar I wanted to become, you know, but it wasn't really true to myself. I would say that Boss Man Banks was very dark. Uh, I wouldn't say very dark, you know, I wasn't like sitting there plotting on killing people and shit. Like, no, it's just like always worrying my parents, that type of shit, you know, <laughs> like, uh, just being super egotistic and not really caring about people's feelings, you know, making fucked up jokes, just shit like that, you know, doing drugs and experimenting and all this shit, you know, more of a lower time in my life. Uh, it really taught me a lot, though. You know, I wouldn't go back and change it. I wouldn't go back and change anything about Boss Man Banks and what I did to get where I'm at now, because if I go back and change something, you know, it might not be the same result over here it ha I had to go through some shit and through some darker times to realize that that's just not me God I'd rather be in the light I'd rather be good I'd rather not really care about what people think and that's when you know I moved I actually came up with the name Andy Moontown when I was still in Duncanville I was probably 1920 when I came up with the name probably even 21 already, but, um, I'm 23 right now, by the way, uh, but yeah, I came up with the name in Duncanville, Andy Moontown, and I originally had plans of, like, you know, like, just kind of, like, becoming a comedian, or, you know, a director, or actor, or anything entertainment-wise that wasn't music, basically, that's what I was going to use Andy Moontown for, and, um, yeah, fast forward to me moving over here in Mansfield. Uh, I basically, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't have any friends over here. Uh, I was just very new over here. You know, I had basically nobody to impress. I had no one. I, basically, I was trying to find new friends at this point because, you know, my, my cool best friends that I definitely hung out with a lot, uh, they still came around and I still drove around to them and, you know, we would still kick it and, and all that. But, 
mostly I was just over here by myself and I had a lot of time to think and like, well, I mean, I changed environment. I could change everything about me, you know, present myself differently to this town, which, you know, that's exactly what happened. I, uh, I end up making the song baby, you're mine. I, uh, I went over to my boy Chuck's house. Shout out to Chuck. He, uh, he basically, I mean, we would always get together, smoke some blunts, and listen to beats, and, you know, always freestyle, constantly freestyling, you know, so just in case, you know, y'all wondering, yes, I can freestyle really good, you know what I'm saying, I wouldn't say really good, I mean, I'm alright, I'm not bad, but, yeah, one night, we were chilling at Chuck's house, uh, and we were just listening to beats, and... Uh, this one beat came on. It was a Tame Impala, ASAP Rocky type beat, and it was just very different. It wasn't like a hip hop beat at all. Uh, indie. It was an indie beat, indie pop type of beat. And I remember making a melody that night, and I was just like, you know, I really liked it, but I didn't ask for the beat. I didn't save the beat. I didn't anything. And uh, fast forward to like maybe a day or two later. Or maybe even three days, I don't know, maybe in a week, but slightly after I chilled there with Chuck, I, I'm like, hey, man, what was that beat called? What the fuck did we like? Because we both really liked it whenever we heard it. And we were like, it was something that we could remember. So I remember I was like, hey, man, remember that fucking beat that we both really fucking liked? And he's all like, yeah. And I'm like, and he's all like, OK, uh, I think it was a Tame Impala type beat. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, I go back, I listen to the beat, and I, I remember the way it looked from the cover, and I clicked on it immediately, and I fell in love with the beat. Uh, shout out to Pilot Kid. I like, shout out that guy, man. He really, <laughs> like, without Pilot Kid, I don't know if I would have, like, you know, gone into Andy Moontown mode, but yeah, I mean, like, he, like, it was a really, you know, if you haven't heard the song, I guess, you know, after this, just go listen to, just go search up Andy Moontown you, you'll, you'll hear it it's, it should be the first song on the on my Spotify or Apple music but um, yeah I mean I found the beat and it was just very nice and funky and like I just kind of made up you know the next day I was like uh, like kind of freestyling a sound you know with it coming up with the melody and sure enough man uh, within like an like half an hour or an hour I already had everything written and it was history from there. I mean, I went, I went to uh, Nojo, Nojo Wallace studio, and from there, I laid down the vocals. And from there, I took the vocals. I brought the vocals home. I just got them exported one by one, each vocal, and just kind of mastered it myself at my house. And yeah, the rest is history. I dropped it, and you know, people loved it. And then I finally came around to the music video. Uh, shout out to Kai's Mars and Daydream Media, baby. Uh, I met Daydream at a open mic in Arlington, Texas, um, right there by the Cowboy Stadium. It's a bar called Mavericks Bar. It's a UTA bar. Um, and yeah, I met him. Uh, I think I think Kai's told 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 the story whenever he was on the on the podcast two episodes ago that how he met me but that's how we met if you haven't heard it go back to the second episode and listen to the podcast with Kai's Mars 
but he'll say how we met on there and yeah if you're listening to this right now or like five years in the future or two years in the future just just google daydream media or youtube daydream media go subscribe to their shit i know they're gonna get better every video they're expanding their their team it's gonna be a big company i'm, I'm saying it now because i just can't wait i can't wait to see it uh but yeah i mean got to work with daydream got the video for baby you're mine and it was just a beautiful beautiful experience very nostalgic now thinking about it you know very nice experience uh, very good vibes and yeah we had the behind the scenes video for it and then shortly after that I had a day in the life day in the life with Andy Moontown but before I shot a day in the life with Andy Moontown it's a documentary also shot by daydream uh, I recorded the songs Samantha and uh, Not Enough For You. And these songs really just came about in the moment with uh, with my homie, uh, Bluesy Maxwell. Shout out to Bluesy Maxwell, uh, guitarist, instrumentalist. I love Bluesy because he's super complex with his music. Like, he's super complex with it. Like, like he loves the music that's just, like, hard to play and shit like that. Like, I love, I love it. But he had a simple little tune, and he played this guitar track. And I was like, ooh, yes, yes. And then he added this little drum. He produced both of these beats. He produced Samantha and Not Enough For You. Um, Not Enough For You, I first started off kind of like in this lazy-ish tone, like this, uh, I, I guess I had this part. This is how I came up with the melody. I was like, I'm too free on my own. I'm too free on my own. Like that shit right there, that's how I came up with the melody for not enough for you it was through a little hum and then bluesy like left to the store when i was still in the studio so i was the only one at the studio and it gave me this like idea i was like okay like i could try anything right now i can be really expressive because i was kind of shy you know i'm always kind of shy to really fully express myself in front of people i love to do it more by myself but yeah he leaves the room and you know i just start singing in a very high pitch you know i know you said i'm not a you know with that raspiness uh, if you have like if you haven't heard my music i promise you i sound 10 times better than like i'm just dry singing right now but uh yeah uh, i ended up singing it and like i i found the vibe and i was like oh yeah that's it that's the vibe and i just you know finished the song that way i i wrote it i completed the song writing it and finally recorded it um but then samantha samantha was it is the beauty i love this is the song that i have not dropped yet as of now by the time this podcast drop i still have not dropped it uh but you know if you're listening to us in the future it should be out by now but i mean yeah samantha is it's that beautiful 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 song very good vibe me and bluesy co-wrote it uh i wrote the part it's like, i don't know what i'm on up until uh where i'm like I don't know if I'll see you tomorrow. And then after that, Bluesy comes in. He he wrote the part. Tears rolling down my forehead. Hiding thoughts of you. And then up until... I can see your face in the moon. Uh, now, uh, anyway, you get, the, you get the gist. I mean, we both co-wrote it. Uh, he made the beat, and 
I actually it, it actually became my song when I was like, yo, I really love this beat. Uh, can I use can I use Samantha, which is his song? He wrote it officially, but I added my own little shit. I only had a little bit written to it, but I wanted to perform it at the open mic because I just loved the way it sounded so much. Um, but I just needed to fill in the blanks, which I did with his song because we both agreed that like, oh, this goes really well with it. And to begin with, Bluesy was supposed to be on the song, Samantha, and we just couldn't get it right. Like, it just didn't, I guess, didn't fit right in the best way. So he, like, after some time, he was just like, just just keep the song. It's yours. You made it yours, you know? Like, because I, I, at that time, I was just been performing it. Like, cause I asked him, I was like, yo, is it cool if I perform it at the open mic? He's like, yes, bro, it's an open mic. You know, you can do anything. I'm like, you're fucking right. And so I took full advantage of that, man. Made that song my bitch. And I just performed that shit like every time. And I still perform it to this day. And people love it every time because I did it. I had used a strategy. I don't know if you guys would want to use the same strategy, but I mean, my strategy was let's take this song by song. You know, let me market these songs fully. You know, like. If you want to put out a big project, you know, there's there's lots of ways, you know, there's lots of ways to put out a lot of music and market it the same way. But for me, visuals, you know, videos, music videos and documentaries and shit like that, anything to do with vision, like that's the way for me to like expand my like brand or music to somebody, you know, through through um, vision to visuals. I said vision, same shit, but. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm just taking it song by song. You know, with Samantha, I already have the music video for Baby You're Mine and Not Enough For You, shot by Daydream, because I just love Daydream, and I'm sure Daydream is going to shoot Samantha. Uh, and we're going to have a really great idea for the video. I'm not going to spill any beans. I already kind of have the, I guess, general idea for it, but I'm not going to spill any beans. Um... Uh, but yeah, so much good content, you know, shout out St. Mace, uh, shout out my boy Daydream Media, shout out, you know, Abraham, uh, shout out a lot of people out here visually, Reyes, a lot of people, man, out here doing these vi uh, visuals and, you know, emphasizing what I got going on and also other artists around. There's so many artists that are really undiscovered that once they figure out their formula and their system on how to work, it's it's over. Like their talent is just too damn good. Like Dallas, Dallas Fort Worth area, we have so much talent, man. Like so much talent stacked up that people don't even like realize. People do not realize how great we are because we haven't came together and we haven't set up a system all together that you know that will get us some views and and give us respect, a respectable platform like LA, like you know, like Houston, like all this shit, like we need a respectable platform. And I'm that's what I'm trying to build constantly through my music, through my podcasting, through my music videos, through my documentaries, through anything. I want to try to build this platform where it's like, OK, I have the power to be able to let people know about this artist and they go want to fuck with this artist, you know. But, you know, there's so many talented people, man. Shout out to my boy, a Michael E out there killing it with the vocals, his whole band, you know, I just, I just talked to James Brass, I don't know if that's his full name or his real name, but James Brass, man, this motherfucker is cold, boy, with the guitar, I have not, like, 
you know, shout out all the guitar players, man. But this motherfucker, he like lives and breathes this shit. Like this dude is playing some crazy shit. And I, I, I'm very proud to say that I'm going to work with him very soon. And like just so much good shit coming, man. So like stay tuned, man. Stay tuned for this new Andy Moon Town. You know, I got I got new sounds in the vault. I don't got like the same sounds. You know, I'm not going to put myself in a box and say I make this type of music. You know, because I got a whole nother sound in, in the vault right now. You know, I got a whole, whole motherfucking different sound. Like, I have all these different sounds that y'all haven't even heard a peep of yet. Like, this is just the very beginning, you know, where my budget is, you know, <laughs> very low because I'm working my ass off out here trying to make these bills work. You know what I'm saying? But once this budget gets big than a bitch, best believe I'm coming for everybody, man, I am coming with the visuals, I'm coming with the, the content, you know, I'm coming with films, short films, I'm coming with all this shit, directing, shout out Dolly, Donnie Leviathan, shout out my boy Donnie Leviathan too, you know, out here, you know, out there in Denton, Texas, you know, with the face tats, if you're from Denton, you already know, he got the face tats, and he's fucking rad, and me and him did a little, you know, shotgun with the beer, you know, on the night of Andy Moodtown, uh, not enough for you premiere, and that's a great thing too, man. I, I know we talked about this in in the podcast with Kais, but that premiere was the shit, man. Thanks to everybody who pulled up, thanks to everybody who was showing love. Like, I, I really appreciate everything, man. Like, I, I I can't get enough. I can't get enough. Like, I love it. I love all of it, and like, it's beautiful to see. Especially all these artists who are out here on the same mission I am. Like, I get to see all the growth, man. Like, I get to see these people make it out. Like, like we haven't even, like, we haven't had a major star yet. But best believe we're all stars. We just got to, you know, emphasize the shit out of it. You know, we just got to go out and be present on, you know, the fucking television and YouTube all over and have our, our, our face in the, in the front page of some Vogue magazine and, you know, anything like that, Forbes, you know, like, we just need that, you know, the official, you know, stamp on like, yeah, he's a superstar, you know, or she's a superstar because, man, these women out here, let me tell you that, women, shout out and respect to all the women out there. Y'all killing it right now, man. Like, even the rapper females, man. Like, a lot of badass rapper females. But not only that, there's so many great angelic singers out there. And, you know, a lot of these females, honestly, a lot of these females are outworking these dudes. I can't lie. I can't lie. A lot of these females are outworking these dudes right now. But, you know what I'm saying? Just keep working. Whoever you are, whatever your gender is, you know, if you don't want to specify your gender, that's cool. Either way, it's all great. I applaud you and I thank you for keeping on and not giving up because it's so easy. Way easy to just give up, man. Like, super easy. You can just give up and call it quits any day, you know. And, you know, just, just settle with the life, you know, with system. And and, and you could just settle. But I, I appreciate the people who don't and who really go out of their way to become successful in whatever way they want to and money doesn't define success uh you know like and stop looking at other people's life you know and and 
and stop looking at other people's success to determine your own success. You know, you can like the way they do something and maybe want, you know, be inspired by it, but don't, don't make it an obligation to be exactly like somebody. Be yourself, express yourself the way you're supposed to. If, if something just isn't right, don't, don't keep going with it. Trust your intuition, trust your gut, you know, you trust God, <clears throat> have faith, man. Like it's, it's all necessary, but, uh, yeah, I guess this concludes uh, this week's podcast with Andy Moontown, with Indie Clouds with Andy Moontown. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, stay tuned. Next week, I will have a new guest, and that is a mystery. I will announce it sooner uh, on my story and whatnot. But this week, stay con- stay posted with all the content that I got. I got a behind-the-scenes for the music video of Andy Moontown, and I have... And I also have a documentary of Not Enough For You, uh, just kind of leading up to the premiere and, you know, just to, it's just just content, just stuff out there that you can watch. So um, stay tuned with Andy Moontown. I appreciate you guys. I'll see y'all and I'll talk to y'all next week.